I am so excited to introduce my panelists for this edition of Fat Loss Secrets for this podcast. It's the holiday season, at least currently on the calendar as of this recording. And I thought this was the perfect time to invite two wonderful case studies, two, two clients that I consider rock stars that have either met goals and are working on new goals with their fitness and their weight loss and their health or are really close, like right on the brink of totally, you know, getting to their goals and looking at new goals. And, and basically, they're a great example of when you have a process, and you just stay faithful in working that process, no matter what your life experiences, or what what's going on in your life at that time, travel and all those other things, that this process can work, and you can be resourceful and figure that out. So I would love to welcome Deverly and Tanisha this uh well tonight because as of as of recording it's nighttime but who knows when someone's listening to this <laughs> welcome ladies <laughs> I'm so glad to have you guys here welcome to the podcast thank you for joining me thank you thank so you for my, having me oh you're welcome I'm excited to share your stories because I find both of you to be very resourceful and very inspiring I know both of you in the course of working with me have had various, you know, moments where you've had to travel either for holidays or for work or for family or, or even just for fun. And, um, and you've managed to figure out how to make the, the travel experience work with your goals instead of against your goals. And I know that that's something that for a lot of people that travel's just going to come up, things are going to happen, holidays are going to happen. If you look on the calendar, there's never a good day to start a diet. Because every month there's something, there's, there's a party, there's a trip, there's something. So I would love to, I, I think I'll start with you, Deverly. And I would love for you to just kind of share a little bit about your journey and, um, and, you know, where you were when you started and where you are, where you're at today. And, you know, what you've learned about yourself with trying to, you know, make this work for your lifestyle and make this work for times when you've been on the road. And then um, I will uh, circle back with you, Tanisha, and I'll ask you the same thing. So why don't you go ahead and start, Dev? All right. So again, I'm Deverly. Um, I have been on this, I don't know what you want to call it. You can say fat loss journey, but I think it's also a mental journey too. Um so it will be, I believe, two years for me in April of 2024. Um, and wow. I know. I can't believe it's been that long. Right. <laughs> um, and I I can say I've hit my goals, but I will say as you get more confident in what you can achieve, your goals change. So that's why I say it's always a journey. But um, a big thing for me, I'm down probably about 40 pounds from when I started this journey. So, um, and I definitely say it's a mindset change because I would say before, um, it was always like an end all be all when you travel, right? When you go, you travel, you're like, oh, well, it's done. I'll start over, you know, when I come back. And I will say now that mindset has changed, it's not an end all be all, but you also kind of prepare yourself and you give yourself grace when you travel. And so with that, um, for me personally, when I try to prepare, especially like for flights or road trips, I'm definitely one that will pack my snacks um, to and high protein snacks, whether it's like a protein bar or protein cookies or um, chips, just kind of be prepared for the travel. 
Um, but I know at that destination, you're going to have your times where it's, you're going to go out to dinner with your family or for example, um, work, like, you know, went to a conference, there's going to be all the snacks and all the dinners and the networking and all of that. So, um, I definitely think there's ways to navigate through that, um, without feeling like you're missing out, but also taking care for yourself. I love that. There's so much to unpack there. This is all good stuff. And I can't wait to, to dive down further with you ladies on that. So Tanisha, introduce yourself and, you know, kind of what your journey has been like and what you, how you kind of approached making this work for when you've had to travel and be on the road. Okay. Hi, I'm Tanisha. I've been working with Angela maybe since September. Uh, Actually, Dev, it's part of the reason I wanted to try it because she was like looking different and looked stronger and I hadn't seen her. And I was just like, what are you, what is happening? Because I tried other things and nothing, nothing worked long-term. It was just kind of a quick fix and then weight would be back and I would kind of feel deprived. So finding something that was kind of the middle ground was what I was looking for. Um, so I'm still on the journey to meet my goals. I'll probably be on the journey for a while. Um, Cause as Deb really said, like once you reach certain things, you do, you are like amazed at what like you can do. You're like, Oh, okay. This is doable. I did not die. This is good. <laughs> I'm still die. eating. I'm still eating. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Nothing happened. Uh, it so stayed that's, down. I ate yeah. it. It stayed down. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I'm fine. Um, when traveling, it's I will pack snacks um, normally in the car to take with me because most have been road trips. Uh, now that I'm more familiar with what you can pack when you fly, um, I've made plans to pack different things. If I'm going home, I've made requests. Like, you don't, it would be nice if you could have these things at your house and if that's possible, but that is because that is my mother or my sister. Otherwise, I would just, my plans are to pack food when I stop at my aunt's house so that I have an option to eat in case they don't have something just because I'm trying to make good choices and I want to use later days for a little bit more freedom. So I don't want to kind of waste it on the drive down when I'm in the car for so long. Totally makes sense. So it's kind of like, sounds like for you, it's you're picking your days and you're kind of like, you know, Dev was talking about figuring out that grace, you know, that combination of, you know, you're going to have some days where you're going to need some grace. And then you're choosing, okay, these are the days I'll be more strict with myself, or I'll just be more careful or conscientious and plan, you know, and stick to my plan. And then these are the days that are kind of like, Ooh, we'll see how this goes kind of thing. <laughs> That's yes, <not> right. <laughs> because I have a birthday coming up. So I know that that would be a day that I would like to not track. 100%. So we, I never believe in tracking on birthdays. So you do not see. track on birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So 
Um, out of curiosity, okay, what up to this point in your journeys has been the biggest challenge when you've approached having to travel or some sort of an extended trip, or even even if it was not a long road trip, you know, staying with other people or having weekends with other people, you know, things like that. What's been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome? And I'll start with you, Deb. Mm. I always think the biggest challenge to overcome is um, not letting what others say get to you because you mm. are making different decisions. Um, you know, before they might be used to you being like, oh, yeah, we're all going to, you know, get all these desserts or go this or eat all this, you know, and now you are maybe, oh, yeah, well, I'll split that cheesecake with you or I'll have a scoop, um, you know, and and you might get comments, you know, oh, the party pooper or something like that. But at the end of the day, you're still making a choice for yourself. And that's just something they're going to, you know, have to accept, right, that you're making different decisions and that you don't feel pressured um, into having a bunch of drinks or, you know, eating all the desserts as, as opposed to I'm going to have this dessert and that's my limit, you know? So I think those are the challenging things that I've had to encounter to get through. Yeah. Uh, it's so common, you know, sadly, it's almost like if someone chooses to be disciplined, now all of a sudden the spotlight gets put on the person who's right. like, well, if you're going to be disciplined, now I have to think about this. Right. Yeah. And it does change the dynamic. Yeah. How about you, Tanisha? Comments have been interesting. <laughs> My favorite is what? Well, what can you eat? And I was oh man, like, yeah. Anything I would normally <laughs> eat. So that's. But I've been asked that question multiple times. So that's entertaining. Uh, trying to get in my workouts. Um. Uh, because we are not a people that go to bed early, so having to like stay up, hang out, and then make myself get up before they are awake and work out. So how do you navigate that? Because that's an interesting one. And I can totally relate to that because that happens every time I go visit my mom. She's a night owl and I'm a morning lark. And like, we'll be up really late and I'll be with her. And the next thing I know, I the only way I'm getting the workout in is if I still get up really early. So what have you found has worked for you in that scenario? I have to like, I don't like to do it. I have to set an alarm. <laughs> I have to like set an alarm. And it's hard. And so like I will set an alarm and I will like put all of my stuff in like a room that I know no one will be in. Or if I can be outside, I'll do that. But like I'll lay out all the stuff the night before <laughs> and wow. like put it where I can grab it and like go in the bathroom and I'm trying to be as quiet as possible <laughs> as I'm like in your house as a guest <laughs> getting dressed to either go outside or like go into another room and like work out. And I brought like traveled with weights mm. because I didn't know any other way because I knew they weren't going to have it. So I was like, well, 
they've already asked you what you can eat. What's the worst they're going to say about you bringing weights? and i think that's also a a misconception right like when people are saying so what can you eat i think that's also still the mindset of you have to give up something to lose and that's where like i feel like i've succeeded with this because angela will tell you the first thing like even on my form i was like i don't want to feel deprived so i don't want to track because tracking is going to make me feel deprived right but now it's like tracking, losing and seeing I'm eating what I want to eat. So I think it's also just the mindset of people still think in order to lose that you have to stop eating or you give up a food group. And that's just not the case. So um, I think, you know, that's just, you know, one of the people are so used to the fats, the easy, quick, right? And once they see that years later, you're still maintaining, keeping it off. Now they want to be like, okay, so what are you doing? And you're eating. Right. And that makes them real mad because you're looking (laughs) and you're eating and that shouldn't work. It shouldn't work like that. They were waiting for you to bounce back and say, it didn't work for me and join the pity party that that a lot of their people are stuck in because, because dieting in, in a sustainable way, where you're treating, you know, and both of you guys macro track. And, and that it is why I like to teach that because it, it treats your food the same way you would treat your budget and for finances. And to me, that's, that's a skill and it's, it's a, a skill that can be um, transferable, you know? So if you know how to do, and, and, and I know Dev, you're, you're a numbers person, mm-hmm. you know, you, you work heavily with that. Tanisha, I think you are too, aren't you on some level? You have oh, that yes, skill, I do Andy. estimating and fl- yes. Yeah. So you're both numbers women, like numbers, you get it. So it's like a spreadsheet. There you go. Yeah. So this works really well when, when you're, when you're, you like to be tied to, but what it does is it just takes that transferable skill and it helps you quantify, okay, if I eat this, then the trade-off is this. And, and where would I like to make these decisions? It does force you to make decisions. And a lot of times people don't want to have to do that. And I think that that kind of goes back to the whole travel experience because it's a very easy, I mean, like Tanisha, you were talking about, I travel with weights. Well, that's a big commitment. And when, and a lot of times travel can be an opportunity for people to just kind of slide down into their excuses, right? And, and be able to be like, well, I'm going to be on the road. So I'm going to lower my standards. I'm going to lower my expectations. I'm going to, I'll just start again. And, and then, it, you know, Dev was saying, you know, X, Y, Z, whenever. But then that doesn't work if you're constantly traveling for work or if you're constantly having to start over and everything. So what has been, we already talked about the mindset shift. Um, what is what is the thing that you feel like makes the biggest difference when you're staying with a person? Um, like you already mentioned, Tanisha, like bringing the weights, oh, being sad. quiet and trying to figure out, you know, um, I'll ask you, Dev, you know, when you're actually staying in somebody's house mm-hmm. and you're having to eat their food mm-hmm. and you're having to kind of be at their mercy a little bit, you don't offend them. Maybe it's family and stuff. Like what, what's been the thing that's helped you get through that experience and still feel like you're honoring your goals? Um, well, I commend Tanisha for bringing weights because I'll admit I, I don't work out when I travel. <laughs> um, I try to really push myself before the travel and, but then like, it depends on where I'm going. Like, you know, if there's 
a yoga class to go to that they want to do as an outing, or if we're going for a walk, that's different, right? Um, but I've had it two different ways. Like uh, when I go to St. Louis and I stay with my grandmother, it's easier because, um, you know, she's on a particular diet. And so I um, Instacart groceries to her house. Oh, this so, is an interesting strategy. Uh, yeah. So when I go there, um, she has her food and things set out, but there's things that I would like too. So when I get there, I go ahead and Instacart and um, then I have the things I need. I also did a cousin's trip to the mountains. And of course, we're like figuring out meals and things. Instacart. So I'm going to Instacart some of the things that I need that I didn't want to pack with me. So that's definitely been helpful. Now, if I'm going to like a friend's house, um, I go back to the snacks, like, because the first thing that kind of falls off when you do travel is hitting the protein, right? Um, it's easier to keep up with the protein when you're able to control it and cook it, but it's a little different when you travel. So that's why I kind of focus on those high protein snacks. So then when I am eating like dinner or we go out or something, I don't feel like I'm lacking the protein that I would have had if I had cooked a meal at home. So that's what I really try to focus on when I, um, do go to someone else's house. That's really smart. smart. I've not thought about that. Yeah. I didn't even think about Instacarting. Well, one of the places I go, that's not even an option. We're in the, <laughs> we don't have stoplights. But I never <laughs> thought about that. Like, at yeah, my funny. sister's, I like to like Instacart it. Yeah. So then they don't even have yeah. to worry about it. Right. right. So I get there yeah. and I'm just like, okay, Instacart. And I've been in the boondocks of West Virginia that, you know, Walmart delivers Instacart. So, yeah. I love the resourcefulness. Yeah. Um, your thoughts, Tanisha, uh, on when you're staying with people and the best way to be successful, like navigating the awkwardness, right? That happens when you're actually staying with somebody. Food-wise. Uh, just kind of what Dev was saying about focusing more on the protein because that that was always the hardest thing. Like I could hit fats and carbs, like in my sleep. I've never met a carb I didn't like. Uh, so to try to pack snack things, because even if I didn't get it in the meal, I, you know, would know like I had like jerky or something in the car that would probably like help me hit my goal. Um, I did pack a lot of stuff. That's, to bring with me and then try to like have a like know the places the food places in the area that I might I may potentially have to go to to like grab something to eat if they're having something that like I don't particularly want I'm very picky so this is so some things aren't as awkward because well they've dealt with this for a while that I'm a picky <laughs> eater in general <laughs> so this is just like another layer. Now you're picky so it's with not the purpose. As bad. Right. <laughs> so it's not as bad. So they're kind of used to my little like things and no one kind of pays attention. They're not offended. There you go. So, That's awesome. 
Um, it's also good to introduce them to new stuff. Like I just went and visited a friend up in Nova and we went to Target to get some things for breakfast and our kids. I'm like, oh, girl, look at these Kodiak, you know, muffins. And they're like, come in s'mores and they come in chocolate. She's like, oh, this is great, quick and easy for my kids, too. I'm like, yeah, let's try different flavors and take them to the house. So, you know, you're kind of like pulling them into it, too. So it's not so awkward because they want to know what you're eating. Let's be honest. They're going to ask you in an indirect way. What are you eating? So, I mean, I think some things they just you know, introduce it to them, try it out. And then we're all trying it. And then you're still eating what you would have normally ate when you're home. (laughs) You can can make it fun. You know, you can find ways so that you're not just, you know, well, I can't eat that. Well, I'm on a, because we've all been around the person on the special diet, you know, whether it's health, some people are health related, they can't help it, right? Like gluten and stuff. But we've all been around the person who's done keto for the 15th time and, you know, can't have any carbs. And, and that's why and that's why people ask you, well, what can you eat? Right. Because they're expecting it to be a religious, almost adherence right. experience thing. And the more that, you know, you don't even think about it, that the reverse is, well, if I go and I show them how I eat, I might actually be helping them. I might actually be showing them something that might benefit them in the future. Like I know that you are the one that introduced me to the additional Kodiak stuff, Dev. Like I knew about the pancakes, but I didn't know about the muffins. You found all of those extra. I was like, Ooh, these are, these are great. You know, it can be helpful. So when you guys are in a situation where you're going out with family, you know, like a birthday, like you mentioned, Tanisha, you've got coming up and I know you've done birthdays with your family before, or you're going down and you're celebrating, you know, a family trip and there's there, everyone's going out to a restaurant or something or something like that takes place. How do you guys handle the navigating the eating out when you're around different people or you're on the road? Um, the eating out... If I know where I'm going, I definitely look at the menu ahead of time, right? Um, and again, I try to plan for the high protein. Um, I try to go for the chicken dish or the seafood dish, um, especially if it's out with friends. I know my friends are going to want a glass of wine, right? And I do too. You know, like it's not, I don't feel pressure at all. Um, I want a glass of wine. So I usually go for those things because also they're less in fat. And Angela, you can explain the whole wine concept better than what I can. (laughs) That'll be a different podcast. (laughs) Right, that'll be a different podcast. But for me, mentally, I know I'm not going to have the wine with pasta or I'm not going to have the wine with certain red meats because I don't want it to turn to fat. So I go for the more lean options if I do the wine. Um, and, you know, I feel like I'm still making a healthy decision, but yet still enjoying myself in the process. Yeah. So it's reviewing the menu for you and then kind of deciding, okay, do I want wine tonight? If so, that'll influence my choices. Right. Or do I want something else? And just kind of, you know, which, which once again is saying I can have whatever I want, right. but I know that if I just put my head in the sand and say, whatever, I'm going to eat anything, I'm not going to be happy with that. So how can I have the the, you know, maximum enjoyment. I love that. How about you, Tanisha? I, if I do know where I'm going, I do also look at the menu and try to have items in mind 
And I will go so far as to look on their website and see if they have a nutritional like breakdown to like see what it is. And I will try to like not front load, but make sure like all the meals leading up to it have like a good amount of protein. So, so I'm not going to be off if I pick something that is not as high as I think it is. Cause I've, picked chicken before and was like oh it's gonna be and I was just like why is this chicken dish so why is it not higher in protein it's chicken so just trying to be prepared for that though I do not know all of that about the wine I just have been more cognizant of the wine and haven't I haven't really wanted it as much like if I had a choice between wine or red velvet cake I'm gonna take the cake I think it's a good choice. It's a good yeah. trade-off. <laughs> but that's just because that's my thing. But well, you picked the right one. Yeah. <laughs> With the concept, yes. I, and I also don't learn know. also like sometimes it, what do they call it? Your eyes bigger than your stomach, right? So sometimes I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna go in. I can't wait. And like you realize going on this journey like oh it's not that I don't want it it's that I'm actually like already full and I can't have it you know so I I have run into that a couple times too um thinking I will eat this this and this and it's just like I physically just can't eat the portion that I used to be able to eat before yeah and it's not even a deprivation thing at that point. It's it's really like, well, I can have whatever I want, but I'm good. I'm actually good. And I and you actually start to lean into more intuitive eating kind yeah. of senses where where it's about, well, I can have it whenever I want. I can have my seconds later if I want. I'm good. Why would I mess this up? And um, and that's you know that is very true. Once you start on this journey and you kind of know where the where the parameters are, it makes it easier to, to be more disciplined in the long run because you can have it whenever you want. Like there's, there's no off limits. Um, do people ever like make us think about things when you're like out at restaurants and notice, do you have the awkward conversation, the same awkward conversations with people when you're out at a restaurant and they're like, what are you eating? Why are you doing that? You're not going to have more wine. Does that ever come up? I think it's sometimes it's like, ooh, what are you eating? Because I want to eat what you're eating because you're losing, you know? So I almost feel like it's an awkward silence of like, hey, Deb, what are you getting? You know? <laughs> Everyone stare at Deb. What's she going to order? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get the crab cake and, you know, whatever. And I'm going to be good. Why? Because I've already either mentally prepared for this dinner or I have, you know, carb cycled for this dinner or it is just you know giving grace at this time because I know now that a dinner is not going to get me off track right before a dinner would get me off track a piece of cake would get me off track but now you you have like the mindset and you understand how your body works where you're not going to get off track and that makes a huge difference in how you approach these situations Sounds like you, you, the, the key that I'm hearing both of you say though, is you have a plan. You go into these situations with some sort of a loose plan, at least with some sort of a plan walking in. 
And then you can make decisions as you go based upon that plan and that intention that you're walking in with, with the food. Are there ever times when you guys are like, I'm just going to order whatever I want. I don't care. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And you're not thinking about weight loss, food, or anything like that. Do you you ever have that moment where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to let loose? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I stumped you about it. It's not no, like a not. 100% let loose. You know, I definitely right. have those moments if I'm at like, you know, out happy hour with friends and, you know, eating a, like some apps, this, then the third. Um, but again, I go back to the fact that I, it, you can't consume as much as you think you can, you know, and that makes a huge difference. Um, but I think you're still self-consciously going for certain things than others interesting yeah I don't know that I've just gone crazy but I can tell I made a choice and the people around me were kind of shocked at what I picked because it was like it was like a grilled chicken sandwich and it was like fried like oh my god she had a sandwich and fried I could see the look on their face of like <laughs> How is she having both? And I'm thinking, well, I have carb cycle. And I knew, <laughs> like I knew, like I had prepared for this. It was after Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving, I knew we would be out. So I have eaten, I ate in mind that lunch or dinner would be the meal that would have more. And yes, I haven't had really a lot. And I want all the carbs. I want all the carbs. I do. I want the bread and I want the French fries. And it is okay because I fit them in. I was like, you, I can have this because I've it I've it's I fit it in. And they were like, oh, okay. And they stopped kind and they kind of went back to their food. But the looks were just like, okay, watch you're you're on a diet eating French fries. Why does she have French fries? And my sister was like, Do you want sweet potato fries? I was like, Yeah, nope. No, no, I don't really want sweet potato fries. I want the other ones. I love it. That's so funny. But but how does this work? It doesn't even compute. It's like, how does this compute? All right. So wrapping this up, um, and this can be a quick yes or no question, you know, just kind of a rapid fire type thing you guys can answer. Um, Tracking or not tracking when you travel, which do you prefer? Tracking. I track. I do. But I, but I give myself grace with it. Like I don't get so hung up that I'm over on carbs or whatever. Um, it's to see how much protein I have because I can tell now that when my body isn't getting enough protein and protein makes you feel fuller. So mm-hmm. um, it kind of helps you from snacking on empty carbs. Like carbs are fine, but if you're snacking on a bunch of empty carbs, then you're not going to feel full. So um, I do track, I give myself more grace, but it's more to say, hmm, where am I at with protein? So then I know I'm not overeating just to overeat. So it's kind of like a barometer to be like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but I just want to have an idea of where I'm at. Yep. Kind of like you do if you were with your budget. (laughs) Yes. 
because she's totally right. You do know you do notice now when you don't hit your like if you've not hit it, mm-hmm. you start to notice, especially like the next morning. I can tell. And I was like, okay, yep, we we did not hit it yesterday. We were probably far off. Because mm-hmm. you don't feel, you feel different. You feel different you in your feel body. Different. Yeah. And to me, that's better than willpower because now you're, you're wanting, you're motivated to, to hit your goals because you love how you feel when you hit them. And it, it does feel different instead of it just being like a, a, a mental kind of beat up or celebration, you know? Um, do you weigh yourself when you travel? I do not. I do not. <laughs> No one has a scale. And that was actually in my head. Do I need to take a scale home? For, I was like, no, we're just not. We're just, we're just not going to know while we're home. I didn't know at Thanksgiving either. So just a some surprise people, when I get back. Some people prefer, like I've had it both ways with people where it's like, no, I want to know what's going on. Or if they're down, like visiting someone for two weeks or an extended period of time. And they're like, I, I really care about my goal. I want to know what's going on. But to me, if you're just traveling over Christmas, my gosh, there's nothing you're going to do in a week that's going to be, you know, undoable. And again, like once you get when you learn what works, you know, if it is up, how to get back on track. So, yeah, yeah. it's not it's not as crazy. Right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your valuable insights because I think it's really important for people to hear. Oh, success leaves clues. And when people are successful with making this uh, a continual thing and writing out whatever's happening in their life and making it work for their life, then it's the psychology and hearing, well, how do you make that happen? How do you think? How do you pack? How do you do those things? Where do I need to step up? Where do I need to raise my standards? Where do I need to trade my excuses? And I think you guys have really shown and kind of peeked, you know, uh, give us a, a peek behind the curtain a little bit to see, oh, This is what people do that are successful and how they approach it. So my final question as we leave tonight is, are you guys tracking on Christmas or are you guys giving yourself some leeway, some grace and like a free free day for yourselves, at least Christmas Eve, Christmas or one of the holidays coming up? Um, I think I'm giving grace. Yeah, I think I'm giving grace. Sometimes I still put it in, but it's like, so based on estimate, but I usually give myself grace. And is it a comfort to still put something in like, or is it, cause some people be like, that's neurotic. Like, but for you, is it actually comforting to kind of put it in and to just sort of know? Yeah, I think so. Um, sometimes out of habit. Um, but again, it's not something I'm like the Holy grail to. It's just because like and what usually happens, I can tell you this. I did it for Thanksgiving. I know what I'm eating for breakfast, right? Or whatever protein snack I have before dinner. After dinner, it's a wash. I don't track anything. So I might still try to like track breakfast or something like that. Nice. And how about for you, Tanisha? Uh, There's no way I, right I, I know I won't track on my birthday. Christmas, we will see how it goes. I will probably know what I'm going to have for dinner, like breakfast, because we will eat later. And I think I know what we're having for. I feel like we're having something that's not like I'm not concerned about, like 
It's not like multiple people are bringing things. So I don't think I'm going to try it for Christmas or my birthday, but the days leading up to it, probably. I will say tracking on the holidays does not stop me from eating the desserts or the foods no. I want. So, no, it's just not a, so even if I say, hey, I might track, it's not stopping me from enjoying the foods that I want to eat to celebrate the holidays. So I um, love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important distinction because there's a time to track. There's a time not to track. I'm with Tanisha. You don't track on your birthday. You let yourself just enjoy. And the truth is when you've made it a lifestyle, you're not going to want to go as nuts anyway, because you're going to be satisfied, but whether or not to track on Christmas, always a, you know, a personal decision and what's whatever feels best for you. So I'm glad that you guys kind of gave us your thought process <laughs> okay. and, and, and showed us a, a little bit of what that looks like for you. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you, you joining on the podcast and, um, you know, would love to hear feedback. If this has been helpful for you, feel free to send an email or share it in the comments because more than anything, you know, we're all on the journey together and success leaves clues. And the more that we can hear what people are doing to be successful, the easier it'll be to get into that mindset and to also have the same success. So thank you for joining me until next time. <laughs>